Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, mate? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I, uh, I shaved off my uh, shaggy pelt for the uh, you, summer months. You, you also shaved off about 10 years, man. You look like you're 15. <laughs> what the hell? I know. I have like a, a, a spherical head. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I don't I know, man. Kind of like you look like you're... Seriously, you look like you're 10 years younger, which oh. pisses me off because you already <laughs> look younger. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take that and run with it. I appreciate yeah, it. Hell Thank yeah, you very man. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a, a weekend full of gigs through the, uh, hu- the, the hurricane, didn't we? Yes, the, yeah. the hurricane, doing the air quotes for those just listening, because uh, it was uh, not much of anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know, I think we had quite a lot of fun, though. Um, there was the Sunday gig. There was tons of people there, wasn't there? There were wild. tons of people. There was tons of people Sunday. There was tons of people Saturday, too, at DOS. And yeah. Cool. That was a fun gig. And Patty, uh, Patty King showed up and crashed the party and, uh, yeah. and played with us for the last set. And it was amazing, man. That was I fun. have to a say, lot of energy. playing with Patty is always just almost like an honor. Well, you know there's I mean? so much energy when he plays, man. It's just fun. And then when he, when he uses the wireless and he runs out into the crowd and stuff, and yeah. everybody's like, come here, I want to I dance with you while you play. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he came on the, uh, the podcast. If you uh, are curious about Paddy King, the fiddle king, he came on um, with uh, Mangrove Mark. So there's an episode a little bit back, isn't there? With, yeah. With him what's, on it. what's the? Uh, is it? I think they're called Mangrove Mark and the Fiddle King. I think we build it as string assassins. As string assassins. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I guess uh, Matt Gill from String Assassins moved away. So um, yeah, we just had uh, Mark and Patty come on, and because uh, they do like a, a yeah. duo thing, don't yeah. they? Yeah. But it was fun, man. Yeah, we played with him on Saturday, and then. Uh, like you said, Sunday at Riverwalk and Stewart, we had a, a pretty good-sized crowd. Um, yeah. It rained a little bit. I know, and your... Uh, my amp blew up. Yeah, <laughs> well, your amp is... A, yeah, yeah. My, my amp as in uh, I was borrowing James's amp, and it blew up, and... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's a whole story there. Yeah, it is, really, <laughs> but um, that, that was a bit of a shame. I think uh, in future, we're going to try and figure out some kind of... Uh, if it rains, we uh, we rain, stop. Situation. Rain claws, yeah. I mean, the good news is that uh, you know we're here recording at Live Music Community, and there's plenty of gear around us. So when I leave, I'll just take a nap. It's fine. It's <laughs> there fine. You go. It'll, it'll work out fine. <laughs> I'll leave the other one behind. No one will ever notice. I'll just think their ramp broke. You know? It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do another give and let give soon, aren't we? We are. Uh, July 10th, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's July tenth. Right. Yeah, yeah, July tenth. Yeah. So uh, we have a, a a ton of stuff out in the hallway here that we keep tripping over. So uh, definitely, we want to get a bunch of a uh, bunch of people out for that. Um, yeah, if you don't know anything about give and let give, the whole idea of it is um, that uh, kids can come and if they need a piece of gear, they can they take that piece of gear. If you're an adult, you have to bring a piece of gear and you can switch it out for sure. another piece of gear. Sure. But if you're a, a kid and you and you're just trying to get started and you know you don't have the thing you need, there's a high chance we will have it. Yeah. And um we d- we've already done two and they've been great successes. They've been fantastic. Yeah, I mean the idea is for the adults if you're bringing a piece of gear, you can either just donate the gear, which is ideal because then the kids can can walk away with a cool piece of gear. Um, or if there's something you need and we have it, you can trade for it, and it doesn't have to be a fair trade. You know, I mean, you can trade us a pedal for an amp if, if that's what you know what needs to happen. But yeah, um, but in the spirit of the event, obviously the the idea is to to uh, donate stuff so the kids have stuff to take, um, or or trade down if you will. You know, give us give us your old amp that you're not using and only take a patch cord. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the kids have stuff to take. Exactly, know? and it, um, 
you know, it's been great, and it's so nice to see the smiles on the kids' faces when oh, yeah. they get this awesome stuff. Yeah. And we've given out. I mean, uh, the last two events, we've given out you know guitars, entire drum sets, entire PA systems. I mean, like someone these, left with a Marshall stack, didn't they? One yeah, time. these kids have gotten some cool, cool stuff, man. Yeah, like a full PA. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, we're not talking, you know, like a set of guitar strings here, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. So if anyone wants to get involved with that, then. Uh, yeah. Head down to uh, Live Music Community on July yeah. 10th. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's Justin's brainchild. And then, uh, of course, we jumped on board and helped support that because it's, uh, it's an awesome event. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we have Straight Jacket with us today. We have uh, um, Matt and Joe and Andy from Straight Jacket. How's it going, guys? It's How well. are you doing? Hey, How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Good to be here, man. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks nice for one us. for coming on. Um, Andy and I play in a band together, so we're uh, we're old buddies. So it's nice to see well, you. But dude. that's not a big claim to fame because Andy plays in every band in Palm Beach County. Yeah, so, yeah that's you know. a fair point. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> weird if you weren't in a band with me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not in a band with Andy. Now that's something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me it. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> so um, let's get to it and um, start kind of finding out a little bit about you guys. Um, so we start with this question, which is. Uh, how did you find yourself like playing music in the first place? Like, did you have um, supportive parents? How did you? What was the? Uh, what was your route into music? And uh, we're going to start with Matt. You can tell us a little bit about oh, how it all got started. <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, well, you know my sister-in-law, right? Sure, so yeah. My sister-in-law, who married my brother which is obviously my brother, he <laughs> he was playing guitar a long time ago, and um, he kind of, like, drifted out of it a little bit, and but I stayed on it because he was the one that taught me. And uh, then from there, I just kept singing, and guitar drifted away. Then I met Brett and kind of oh, went cool. from there. Nice. Have you ever taken any lessons or anything like that? Nah. I, just I did, like, trumpet said. when I was in, like, uh, middle school and stuff. Oh, I just bought a trumpet, too, so I'm trying to get back on that. Oh, nice. nice. Were yeah. you in the band with that with the trumpet? Did you do anything like... Like a like school, a school band. band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in that, yeah. yeah I think it's, uh, honestly, um, surprising how useful all of that kind of early experience can be, honestly. You know, it really helps you, just plots out, you know a little bit of music theory and stuff like that. I think you don't really realize how much you learn from those early experiences, you know, it's pretty yeah, important. Yeah, it, get, it gets your ears working, you know? Yeah, like, no like, doubt about it. Know, the tones and stuff. <coughs> totally. Um, wh what about you, Joe? How did you, uh, how did you come about playing music? School band, starting yeah. middle school. Nice. I, I didn't know you were too, Matt, yeah. <laughs> middle school, all through high school. What were you playing in it? Uh, saxophone. Oh, nice. me too. Yeah. Alto sax. Yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. Um, do you ever play the alto sax anymore? No. I, like, the last concert performance I did in high school as a senior is the last time I played that saxophone. <laughs> yeah, I just put it in the case and switched to guitar. Gotcha. Um, nice. So <laughs> how did you find yourself getting into guitar? I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want to be a rock star if they listen to well, music, that, right? That's you a fair I mean? point. Yeah, yeah. Did you take lessons? I was taking piano lessons, and, like, the deal I made with my parents is if I did three piano lessons, I could take one guitar lesson a month. Okay. Uh, I failed it all the time because I hated piano lessons. So. Right, yeah. Um, I had a couple couple lessons, not many, though. Most of it's self-taught, besides yeah. the years of middle school and high school band. Yeah. 
I know, like through some of your other projects, that um, like the metal stuff and things, that you're pretty uh, like amazing at guitar. So um, when it comes to uh, developing those skills, what do you think was the uh, most important kind of uh, thing that you did to sort of really sort of push your guitar playing? Just play with other people. Yeah. Play with other people and try and play with the uh, the bands you like play. Yeah. And yeah. YouTube University. Yeah, people that's, that's pretty much it. Or even just oh, yeah. in the feel of it. You don't have to, like, <laughs> note for note learn what another band's doing. But, you know, if you if you like the feel of something, yeah, and you get in a room with other guys that like that same feel, you, it just gets easier to do. Yeah, sure. Did you ever do the marching band thing? Yeah. You did that? That was too? high school band, man. Oh, that's, man. That was what we did. That's something that doesn't... <laughs> I mean, it does exist in England, but it's not like a uh, every high school type of a thing. No, yeah. So um, you know, that that is why actually all of those third wave ska punk bands, the horn sections, just blew European ones away because um, the horn sections are always amazing. You know, because yeah. there's all these kids who were just very, very advanced at playing horns. Yeah. You know, it's funny we didn't have. Uh, uh, I played saxophone also, alto sax, and then baritone sax actually, nice. uh, all the way up through high school as well, and. Um, we we had school band, but we didn't have a marching band. It was a private school, and we didn't have a marching band. We had a good football team, but we didn't have a, a marching band. Right. But to your point, though, a lot of these kids, you know, they, they get out of high school and they go off to college, and then some of these colleges have, like, these crazy, like, award-winning marching bands, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's where they get it's a lot like, of that it's stuff. It's like trying to get a scholarship for football. To oh, get 100%. Yeah, these band, band kids, it's wow. ridiculous. 450 band kids at uh, FSU yeah. in wow. a year and <laughs> 300,000 trying right? to get in that are from high school bands. They're just That's as popular right. as the uh, the football kids, yeah. man. Yeah, you're, 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 you have now become a little tiny fish in a gigantic pond. It wow. does not matter what you did in high school. Yeah. My well, your sax, awards are nothing. My sax yeah. teacher was a, uh, he was in the army, which was, has the way that they used to practice is kind of that level of, uh, I guess um, I don't know what the word is. Um, determination. That's not the right Discipline. word. Discipline. Discipline. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Where he would just, you know, all day long he was practicing, and he was <laughs> he was a great teacher. Um, he was called Kevin Riley, and he used to stand next to me, right? And um, this was a long time ago, man. He used to stand next to me, and he was like, he'd be like. If you mess that up again, I'm going to stamp on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he never actually did stamp on my foot, but the threat was there. No, <laughs> the, story, the story would have been way Sounds better. Sounds like no-name practice. <laughs> yeah. The story would have been way better if you told me he actually like broke your foot one day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, rookie of the year situations, and then Austin, your fingers work. <laughs> he was so Damn. good, though, and, and, and a great way for me to kind of get going on the sack. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, did your did your parents listen to music? They did, but like my mom listened to. Uh, she was a big fan of Bonnie Raitt. Let's right, put yeah. it that way. And my dad, if he was putting on music, it was Jimmy Buffett. Okay, no. gotcha. So they, I have like no music influence from my parents. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Until I like hit my thirties and then found out that they have like Doors records and Jimmy. They were like the cool secretly music. getting they high and listening yeah, to it yeah. when you weren't around. Well, we can't let the boy know that, even though he's been doing music his whole life. <laughs> let him still, let him still hold on to that Jimmy Buffett. Oh man, <laughs> Jimmy That's Buffett, funny. man. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So how did it how did it all start for you, Andy? How did you find yourself getting into music? Um, my dad was always a guitar player, so there was That's already. Right. I met him. He came to a, re- a practice. Yeah. There, there was nice always guy. like an acoustics laying around. Most of them I've broken over the years over frustration of trying to learn. Sorry, right. dad. <laughs> and uh, really, like the internet, like disco- discovering guitar tabs. Yeah. Or like when Blink and Another Day came out, I realized like you know my sister's boyfriend taught me how to play Damn It, and I was like that wasn't that hard. Right. And then from there, just I basically just learned from learning a bunch of cover songs over and over. Yeah, you play with yeah. your uh, twin brother, don't you? Yes. Yep. Sometimes. We uh, actually uh, was that from a young age. Uh, I started playing before him, and then he started playing probably like two years after me, but he caught up real quick. He's just as good, just a little less handsome. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. I used to play with my brother um, a ton when we were teenagers. Um, we had a drum kit and a guitar amp in the house, and just used to annoy the neighbors to no end. Yeah, yeah, I probably jam with him over like time-wise more than anybody really. Yeah, I believe it. And then my dad always played guitar, and just love playing guitar with whoever. Yeah. Did your dad just play guitar around the house stuff, or was he like in in a, in a band or anything? No, or? he just played around the house. Yeah. He claims he won a Bob Dylan sound like contest once on the radio, <laughs> but yeah, right. I don't see it. I don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music was he listening to? What well, were the early um, <laughs> Clash, Replacements, Bob Dylan. Okay. Good music. Yeah, so you like the Clash. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good music. Yeah. Damn. And then, uh, yeah, and he was always supportive. Bought me a guitar when I was like in seventh grade and just never stopped. It was opposite of uh, Joe's parents, so he was secretly listening to Jimmy Buffett. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps trying to say we just cover a Jimmy Buffett song, you know. Makes sense. Listen, I think, I think it's ready for a, a punk version. I'm just saying. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> how, fast can, how fast can you say lettuce tomato kosher <laughs> pickle lettuce tomato kosher pickle lettuce tomato kosher pickle perfect Not perfect there's the chorus there's the chorus <laughs> got get on it. the drums let's do this man. we've got shit here we're in a studio I mean yeah, there you go. <laughs> we could just put it down today <laughs> so um do you guys when you're at home these days do you do you practice your instrument um like on your own do you still do that? Let's go with you, Matt. Well, I mean, so lately, I I just like splurged on a bunch of different crap that I have no idea how to work. I have like a mixer, I have all this all this stuff, and I have no idea how to use it. Right. So, so it's been learning how to record, basically. But then I splurged again. And I bought this thousand dollar acoustic thanks oh, to wow. and so I've just been sitting on there trying to breed uh, put the sound to the words that I write. You know? Yeah, 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 sure. Because like it, it, I don't know. It's kind of confusing sometimes when like you put the words to a song that's already made. Yeah, I mean, sure. Because you have to like work off that yeah. instead of like writing a poem first, kind of in a sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I mean, I mean, you know, when I mean, we'll get into writing in a minute, but um, it, it's cool you're sitting at home playing guitar and um, yeah. Are you like sort of doing any kind of um sort of are you, are you sitting there and playing scales, or is it just working songs out and stuff? Just working songs out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have, I have so many instruments over there that like, it's crazy. I have like mandolin, uh, trumpet. We have a sax. We have a bass. We have, uh, I have a banjo. I got my electric cool. and acoustic. Ready to trumpet. go. One oh, man yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> if I can only work all of them together, <laughs> figure that out. Well, there's some people down here who do a pretty good <laughs> yeah. job of it, you know. Like yeah. you got, um, like, have you ever heard Ben Prestige? 
No, I haven't. He's a he's a local cat who can just play everything, and he's wild to watch. He does blues, and he does the whole feet drums thing. So um, the reason that Killbillies does it is because um, Micah, who was one of the, he was um, one of the original members of Killbillies. He was he'd been you know watching Ben Prestige, and um, and that was uh, it. Sort of became this. He got massively inspired by him. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, you know, he was he was doing it just himself. You know, when I met him, and then we uh, decided to divvy up the responsibilities, and you know, he ended up on the kick, and I ended up on the snare. Now James does the kick, but that's a whole other level of like complicated trying to sync up two guys oh, yeah. doing the drums. Bonkers. I can't even get the double <laughs> bass down. So, <laughs> or like, like I don't know, play anything anything with my feet and my hands, it doesn't go. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like anything, it's just a bunch of practice. And talking about practice, Joe, do you still practice the guitar at home, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. What kind of stuff are you practicing? Um, it kind of depends on what's what's coming up. Yeah. Like the past like month and a half, I've just been playing pretty much Straight Jacket songs because we're right. recording our album and... Just had to make sure everything was good and tight. You know, we're gonna sure. put it on tape. You can't change it anymore after that. No, absolutely. But, um, um, do you do any kind of exercises or anything like that? Are you are you doing sort of like any sort? You know, I, I the reason I ask is because um, um, the way that I've been doing it lately is I've been trying to sort of expand my range a little bit with guitar so i've been doing a lot a lot of kind of shreddy type exercises you know i'll sit there and do all the arpeggios and the sweeps and stuff like that that's definitely stuff i'm working on you do anything like that yeah absolutely yeah yeah cool. yeah you got to keep adding tools to the arsenal but um what's the last thing i've been trying to work on tapping lately right yeah. that's that's the main when i'm just practicing to practice is, yeah. is tapping as of late but like when I'm when I'm I do you know normal exercises yeah. every day yeah before that's I'm gonna like practice straight jacket songs or where are you finding that kind of thing is it kind of I know most of the stuff that I find is on YouTube oh YouTube yeah 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 hundred yeah. percent yeah there's just a ton of great stuff on there yeah, there yeah yeah and you can get ten different opinions on the perfect way to do something in an hour so. yeah exactly you can't you can't find i, that I bought a else. few books just because i don't know maybe out of a certain nostalgia that it's nice to have a physical yeah. thing but but in reality the best things i've found have been on youtube you know yeah. things that i've really used a lot and um i've kind of i'm stuck on this sweeping part of it at the moment i'm i can do a tapping a bit but right now I'm, I, I'm like determined to vanquish sweeping so that's that's <laughs> where that's so that, hard. i can't do it yeah so yeah it's, it's tricky i can't do it either yeah. and i've been practicing it for like years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting there though i'm getting there yeah. yeah andy do you have do you practice your guitar at home i guess kind of like joe it depends what's coming up like yeah i guess i don't really practice scales i kind of sit around and finger pick my ukulele a lot Right, but I guess even just like practice, like whether it's uke bass guitar, just playing at all as practice, at least in some way, you know. Yeah. True. True. What about like I know you're quite a proficient um, finger picker. Is that um, how did you find yourself getting into that? Was it just kind of trying to do it, or is there anyone that you would you know you were looking towards to kind of improve I mean, it? It's just kind of random. I feel like it just happened sitting on the couch, couldn't yeah. find my pick, and just started messing around, and then started doing the cover band slim pickings acoustic duo and then a lot of it was like finger picking stuff so i just try to 
work hard to get better at over the past couple of years. Sure. And now it's like when I grab my guitar, that's pretty much what I do. With me, it was uh, um, when I met, I mean, I, I'd already did a little bit of finger picking, but when I met Micah, um, he sort of introduced me to all these great finger picking people like Bill Brunzi and, and Merle Travis and all these kind of people who, who, who really sort of pioneered that sort of early 20th century finger-picking country blues style and that was huge for me you know I spent years trying to practice that and just recently there's this guy Steve Tilston who uh, actually um, I'm friends with his son Joe Tilston he's in a a UK ska punk band called Random Hand and um, which um, you you probably dig actually they're they're crazy they're awesome yeah show us yeah yeah yeah. but um, yeah his so Joe's dad Steve Tilston he was uh, have you ever heard of a guy called Nick Drake He's um the guy from Tiger Army? No, no he's that's a, Nick Cave. He's dead now. <laughs> 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 he's also cool, but yeah. Um, yeah so N- Nick Drake is this kind of like semi-legendary kind of cult figure, British folk finger-picking guy, and um and Steve Tilston was sort of part of that era of of guys. He never got as famous as that, but um but he he is just so awesome. He does all that kind of syncopated almost um like you, you know how the like rag you know like the answer like ragtime type yeah type of like piano versus stuff. piano yeah yeah it's, but it's <laughs> it's stuff so fun because like finger picking i'll be doing it and just like i won't even trying to be like at, trying to add stuff you just do it one day all of a sudden and then that's what you do for that part and then it just like builds can you do paradiddles that's a drum thing no no you, you can know do damn well i can't keep time you can do <laughs> paradiddles on a banjo oh i can play banjo a little bit that's cool. I didn't know you could do paradiddles on a band. Yeah, it sucks. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I just wanted to see if one of you guys could. <laughs> I think me. you mean on the snare drum part. <laughs> James, so there's this guy called Banjo Ben Clark, right, who is like the, the king of banjo teachers online. And um, James is going to go to one of his, um, he does clinics, you know. Yeah. yeah and um, But that's where James is getting all of his information. So if you, uh, that's definitely, you know, if you're looking for somewhere to kind of, get your banjo better no oh, for ben, sure banjo ben is the guy not me ban- different banjo, ben. <laughs> <laughs> different banjo yeah. ben i'm gonna find this banjo ben I feel like everyone you've name dropped is named ben that's suspicious <laughs> 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 they're all ben he just has multiple personalities <laughs> like, you walk into his clinic it's like ben in a like one of those hat and mustaches <laughs> doing an american accent you're like what the fuck? hang on a second <laughs> that's the why mul- i shaved my beard of it's, more of a, it's more of a blank canvas you know i can get a <laughs> with more <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah uh you're recording this um album which is pretty exciting um does the band have a writing process and it's kind of up to you guys to decide who wants to answer that one do we have a Definitely writing process what is our writing process i'm new so that's probably a joe question <laughs> um i joe <laughs> how have you been how's, it's, how's it's the song usually, been it's, it usually starts with the music we right. usually start with a, a guitar riff. Um, me and the drummer Brett were in like every band that we play in together, so really and I are pretty locked in in that regard. So it usually starts with you know a couple guitar riffs. We put drums to it, then we show it to Andy and Johnny and uh, Matt here, 
And then, you know, that's that's when you put all the sauce on it. That's when you have a, an extra riff, an extra harmony that somebody else brings in. And yeah. Matt yeah. will take it home, throw some lyrics on it, and then a couple of weeks later we got a song. So I'll tell you what, they, they make it really freaking easy for me. Right. I'm not even kidding. Like, Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like it's music first. Even, right. like, Brett, like, he's written some of the guitar. Oh, yeah. And I think he wrote, uh, one of our new songs, which won't be on the album, but I think it's the best guitar I've ever heard in my life. Oh, wow. It's, like, simple, but it's... Just oh, like nails I, it. It's one of those things like I would have never thought of that. That's yeah. cool. It's, like, it's, it's very, very aggravating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't make sense theoret- theoretically, like, mathematically. So it's like this shouldn't sound good, but it does. No, it's not. That's not it. It's the fact that the fucking drummer wrote it <laughs> again. Again, again. He's written a couple riffs that are like, bro, what are you? What do you want, man? <laughs> my job. This is my third band with Brett, and I've never seen him play guitar, so that's allegedly. <laughs> just kidding. Right, he so just, he'll just no. show up in my apartment and be like, well, I, I was working on this. And he'll play these riffs, and it's like. Man, he's buying the, He's buying those sh- riffs from somebody. <laughs> he's, on <laughs> he's on Fiverr. Just show me how to kind of play it. Let me go fuck with this guy. It's probably <laughs> <laughs> but no, he writes. Everybody's got riffs in the song. I mean, that's the cool. songs. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt wrote our first song. Oh, what, yeah. what was the first song? Bomb the Hill. Yeah, that was our that's first. Great. Our first one. So I, that I, was I, when I was supposed to play guitar in the band, and I realized how much slower I was than everyone else. <laughs> right, right. It's a pretty pacing band, sing. you know. Yeah. Like um, this punk rock, but I guess it's kind of hardcore. You know, it almost. Yeah, it definitely has know. like a weird feel. It's not like the. A punk like it's, it's, like not, a, it's not what I would have thought of yeah. in a good way. Like, well, it's as fast as punk can get before it becomes hardcore. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, it's like a mud. It's like yeah, it's right there on the borderline of like yeah, and also, a little bit more palm muting. And I don't think we could be punk rock anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're right there. We're right there. Definitely. Yeah, it's sick. I, you know, I've been listening to it and it's badass. And uh, how, how many songs um are going to be on the album? You think roughly forty-seven. Uh, <laughs> Why is it always forty-seven? It's the magic number. It's like the 11, number right? everyone 11? goes. Eleven, yeah, yeah, eleven. Eleven tunes. Got it. With two two covers. We're not gonna put the covers on the yeah. album, but we we recorded them. We'll probably just throw them out social media sometime. Yeah. So you're releasing, uh, you're doing 11 songs. Are you going to release it as, as just as an album? Or are you going to put singles out first or anything like I that? I think we're going to just release it as an album. Yeah. Right. Um, so on, like online? Or you're yeah. Print it, yeah. 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 And we're going to do like a probably a little release show once we figure out when our album's going to get done. Something small like the hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Wembley, Live Nation's been hitting us up, but I just don't have, we just don't really have time to like go to Coral Sky and. <laughs> I know. Right, right. Who does? We don't want to set a riot. You know, I don't know. Their bathrooms weren't so. <laughs> They're not the <laughs> propaganda bathrooms. I just didn't like the green room. I didn't like. For starters, for starters, it wasn't green. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have any M and M's, brown or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, where are you recording said album? Have you decided that yet? We recorded the drums at the drummer's house where we jam. Cool. And the guitars were all done in my office. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's all DI. Sounds damn good, too. That's excellent. All we have to do now is vocals, and it's already sounding, like, pretty pretty solid. Working on it. Cool. Are you (laughs) planning on doing the vocals the same way in your office? No, we're doing the vocals at the drummer's house again. Okay. We just got lucky in that. The room that we jam in is dead. 
Right. Well, it's Johnny's just, really good at, at what great. he does too. So oh, absolutely. Like mixed absolutely. between the room being like that dead and Johnny is. Yeah, Joe's been doing the tracking, and then um, Johnny's gonna do, be doing the mixing. So like between okay. them, they both. Yeah. We got a plan on the computer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so many people do it that way, and it's a totally, you know, feasible way of doing things. I think going to a studio is nice because you can kind of you can kind of just play the thing and then you can hold your hands up and be like, all right, well, you you do it, you know, which yeah. there's, there's yeah. a certain amount of um, when you're too close to something, you can overthink it. But that being said, both No Name Records, you know, we mixed, you know, and we recorded almost all of it in, in that tiny room in the back of my house. So, um, right. you, you know, it's just how, that's how, uh, it's how so many people do it and, it and it works just fine. We sent our drums to Power Station. So, so we recorded them at home. And we sent them there, and we just had them put them through all of their amazing equipment, basically. Yeah. You know, give them that juice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The drums sound awesome. Yeah. That's what we do with our drums too. We we did the drums first with a scratch track, and then we mix those by themselves. Right. So yeah. everything else. I mean. Yeah, because if you're layering on top of that solid foundation, you know that you. you at that point, you're relatively safe. It's the drums that are the hardest for sure to yeah. get exactly right. Mm -hmm. You know. We kind of, I mean, we've done a couple different, my other band, we've done Mercy EPs, we've done a couple of them, we've done a Masticator EP, we've recorded a lot yeah. in that little room, just recording drums, guitars, all kinds of stuff, we're getting, we're getting it dialed in pretty good there, I'll but you, you know, there's, the, the home studio though has come a long way, it's come a long <laughs> For way, sure. I mean, there's, you know, there was a, there was that, that time way back in the day, you know, Elvis time, or whatever, where you can, you know, pay whatever it was, you know, a dollar or something and walk into a studio, like a sun studio or whatever, mm -hmm. and have them record something. Um, and it was, you know, it was record quality, you know. And then fast forward a little bit of time, and there was this, this you know, pretty good amount of time where it was inaccessible. I mean, you had to be in a band and be on a label and whatever to get any kind of reasonable studio time that wasn't just, you know, that that wasn't super expensive if you were doing it on your own dime and then now all of a sudden between the internet and the home studio equipment and everything like everything's just so accessible just like what you yeah. said about the drums like the ability to, to like send tracks back and forth like yeah you have to be all done in one place like you could be like this the guitar came out of this like studio and then the drums out of this studio mm -hmm. and like sent the drums to get mixed here got mastered there and just all yeah. comes together exactly right now um you know i'm i'm sending tracks to my friend Ollie and I'm sent, I'm doing some stuff with Sonic Boom 6 again and I'm doing all these different things and it's just pinging back and forth right. from my home studio you it's know? epic and it's yeah. on the other yeah, side yeah. of the world yeah. yeah it's crazy it's just wild it's it's microphones microphones the technology of microphones has gotten so good that yeah you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to you know get a good a good microphone well enough yeah. that a good uh, computer program can't clean up Absolutely. And I remember when I was at university. Power? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember when I was at university, there was a, I was um, at school with a lot of people who were doing a slightly different course than me. And they were all, um, they, their projects were all making plugins. You know, it was right when plugins were just becoming huge. And, um, and but the ones you could get, they were all, they kind of worked, but not so great. And, and, I feel like just in the last few years, um, all of that software has just reached this level where it's it's almost indistinguishable at this point. You know, I mean, I would say that in a lot of cases it is indistinguishable from like you know mm -hmm. miking up a 
well, any kind well, of Well, that's the thing. I mean, you bed. have you have a lot of old school players that swear by tube amps and swear by you know by their 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 regular amps and stuff, and and they refuse to use any kind of modelers and everything. But I've been seeing more and more people online. I mean, you know, you and I have hundreds of friends on Facebook that are musicians, and and I've been seeing more and more of these old school guys that are that swear by an amp or especially swear by a tube amp that are like, oh. You know, I, I tried this headrush modeler, and uh, holy crap! Joe like, uses the headrush, the nice yeah. ones. But that's <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. When I first saw it, I never seen one before. One of those insane. two amps, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like a lot of these modelers are are, are changing minds, man. Changing yeah. changing minds of stubborn of stubborn people that are like, no, Yo. it's not going to sound the same. And you know, does it sound exactly the same? I mean, for all intents and purposes, probably. Um, maybe if you're a real diehard, uh, you know, if you're real diehard and, and loyal to your original amp or whatever, then maybe you can tell a slight difference. But listen, at the end of the day, you put it on the album. Is any fan going to call you out and go, hey, you didn't use a real amp? Yeah. Bullshit. There is not going to happen. There is 0.0% chance that on an album anybody could tell. That's what I'm saying. If they say yeah. they can, well, and especially after lying. it goes through all the software and the plugins and everything exactly. else. Exactly. Nobody's going to tell. A finished product mastered and everything, you cannot tell no, the difference. No, yeah. Maybe live you can because volume... But even four by twelve is Even live, I would air. venture to say that there's a really, really fine difference between oh, one sure. and the other. I agree. I agree. Not, not enough. I, I think it's negligible. I mean, you know, there's the purist out there that's going to argue with me on this. You know, yeah. and and I, I'm not going to disagree with it. It's a matter of opinion. But I, I honestly, I, even live, I would, I would beg, yeah. I, I would beg to differ if there was going to actual any actual, uh, you know difference to, yeah, to the audience that's the only time i would even entertain somebody trying to convince me that they can yeah. tell the difference is in a live setting yeah if you try and tell me you're recorded you can tell you're lying yeah you know? man. yeah no I, I i i would agree with that quite frankly i mean i still that being yeah. said i still mic up my marshall but it's it's nostalgia i just like doing it yeah i mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I got i have my four by 12 and an eggnator 120 watt on top yeah Sometimes you just want to feel your knees shake when you yeah. play your guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to buy, you know, five 12 inch uh, flat response for your monitor or yeah. uh, modeling pedal. Yeah, well, that's it. So uh, at some point, I'm going to probably make the switch, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to, it's, it's, it's really going to be when a project needs it because right now with Killbillies, I don't even use an amp. So I just, I got one of those, uh, um, Jazzmaster Acoustasonics and um, I just put it on my pedal board Which and then sounds it sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. <laughs> dude, <laughs> sounds amazing. Dude, yeah, it sounds it's so, good. so ridiculous. It really is like perfect it. for Killbillies too because then you get like that like you can really hear every note you play like, as soon as I got that I was like yeah it has a little bit of bite to it when it needs yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah 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 so it's nice cool. when you get a nice piece of gear that just you're like, like oh bites. yeah I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited to uh, we're, we're going to uh, Memphis uh, in July to record an ex Killbillies album. Actually, nice. Two Sun Studios. It's Two Sun Studios, fun. yeah. That's I mean, where, yeah. Speaking of which, oh, we could do it at home, but... <laughs> Dude, right? Sometimes it's like... Sometimes you just, just want to do it, you know? Um, but yeah, we're going to Sun Studios to record. I can't wait to hear the guitar on the album. It's going to sound That's sick. amazing. Yeah, it's going to sound really good. I'm excited. Absolutely. Oh my God, pictures. Wait, so, let me come. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wanted to ask you a question about um, just punk in general. Um, and like what is what does it mean to you just the the scene the culture of it and um how does it uh how has it sort of like shaped 
it's changed your life. I'll send that one over to uh, Matt. So, I mean, I mean, I can I can start from uh, I'll start from the beginning. I Absolutely. Mean, so, back in back in the good old days, we we grew up in <laughs> <laughs> I grew I grew you, up 18? in a place called Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, man, yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was around then when I didn't have to worry about much Four of anything. Score you know? in 2017. Like, no, when you didn't have to worry about bills and stuff. Sure, you yeah. Know? So back in the good old days, I, it was out in Loxahatchee. I grew up over there, some uh, redneck area, whatever. But there was this small group of skateboarders and like vest wearing punk rock, no good, no like no one wanted us at their parties and whatever. Right. And it was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Every second of it, we'd have like just like mud parties, like it was like mud pits, and like all just crazy shit would happen out there. Yeah. And. uh a good friend of mine that brought me up into like going to shows like out in Loxhatchee was Brian Marshall. Right. Uh, he played in Kill by Florida. He used to be yeah. their drummer. Right. And then he moved to Ohio. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> and Lisa, congratulations. Because they're pregnant, you know, they're oh, about to have lovely. a kid. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so th- he had this band called Aspis. Yeah. Or no. There was a band called Aspis. He I played with them. Um, you played with them? Yeah, I remember that Not band. in the band, but I played a show with them one time. Yeah. I think yeah. I played with them. I forget Aspis who was in the band because there's so many different people in the band at different times, but whatever. He, they all like played in this band called Aspis, and uh, it was just like once I was there at that show or that house party where we destroyed a house and like all this crazy shit happened, I was like hooked. <laughs> yeah, he's like punk rock for me for forever, and then like Gigi Allen, and then Hank the Third came about. Right, and uh, yeah, it's a, you know it's an know, identity of sorts, with, isn't it? Even yeah. though even though punk rock in it, it even though punk is it has this kind of thing where sort of anything allowed, and it's sort of like originally was like an art movement. I mean, these days it's you know let's be honest, it's like a club. You know, you're yeah. like part of a crew with it. You know. It, like at the same time, it came along with skateboarding so like cleanly like throughout my because like I was skateboarding a lot more before I like started getting in like any tor- any sort of music. You know, yeah. I used to just listen to every- everything, and then when it strictly became punk, it was like after I met Brian. But skateboarding was already there, so it's like it just the whole world came together for yeah, me. Yeah, cool. And then uh, I filmed some skate video parts, and then. I don't know. It just uh, it went all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, but it's a blessing for sure. I yeah, love it. I know, Joe. That you're you're sort of a metler as well. But um, like, have you got any sort of uh, any pearls of wisdom on your uh, journey with punk? Like, how is it? Uh, no. no okay. <laughs> well, I know Andy does. Tell me about because you. I feel like Joe is like I could do this better than them. So he just play punk. <laughs> and he was well, right. No, like, <laughs> I, was I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't skate. I didn't do any of that. I, yeah. I didn't even get into punk until I was like 24. And it's because right. I stole a bunch of music from my buddy and stuck it on my iPod. Right, right. And was like, just listen to some what shuffle What was the first crap. band? It was No Effects, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, uh, I forget the first song I heard, but like I, m- I remember distinctly, I'm playing video games on my computer like you do. Yeah. And uh, this no effects comes on and I'm like 
what is this? This makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, and then it must have been that long and spiral, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it was something off Pump Up the Volume. It was definitely off Pump Up the Volume. Oh, nice. Yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, and then you just go down that rabbit hole, and then you've been listening to punk for 15 years. Yeah, sure <laughs> thing. Yeah, Andy, didn't you get on stage with Green Day one time when you were little? I did. Yeah. On the eve of my 16th birthday. Let's hear about that. Um, I'm pretty much exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> I peaked <laughs> until I jumped no name. <laughs> um, yeah, I had like a lawn ticket, snuck up into the seats, and I snuck up into the pit area. And they always pull a kid up on stage to play Knowledge by Up Ivy. And I already knew that, so I wore my Up Ivy shirt. Oh, there you go. And I climbed on my girlfriend's face until she, so I can be seen. And it worked. And then I got pulled on stage. Billy Joe kissed me on the lips. Then I was like, oh, wow. Oh, sweet. I thought I was gay this whole time, but I'm not. I'm <laughs> and then uh, we played the song. Luckily it, was before, uh, <laughs> luckily, it was before YouTube because in my memory, I did a good job. But if I actually saw it, I'd be like, yeesh. Right, I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Didn't you get but a guitar out of that? He, yeah, he gave me the guitar. No so, shit. That is wild. Yeah, it's a Mexican Strat. Super nice. I yeah. used it you for. Have it? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's literally the humbucker is held together by tape right now. Did you sign it? I brought it on tour. No, I brought it on every tour I ever went on for years and years and beat that thing into the ground. Like I would, I would bet money that anyone else who's gotten a guitar from Billy Joe hasn't fucked it up as much as I have. But by, use, <laughs> by using it, not by I think he would appreciate that on the yeah, yeah, for sure. I, for sure, man. That, way better to be yeah. used than hung up on a so wall sick. somewhere, man. For sure, yeah. I, I used it big that. time. But I think I'm not getting a little fixed up, so I can start using it again. So have you been on tour a lot? No, nah, I wouldn't say a lot. Like, the longest one I did was two and a half months, and I think... Who was that with? Uh, Routine Scheme, a punk band. Right. We, uh, we toured the whole country, like, for two and a half months, and we did another one, like... Half of the country, and then I like a bunch of like two, three weeks ones, just cool all over. But those those were the days. Yeah, man. And so, what is what? I know it's a bit of a kind of overwhelming question, but um, and, and a little bit um, general. But what is what what has punk meant to you in, in in your life? Would you say? Um, I feel like so in like third, fourth grade when like Dookie came out on cassette because I'm old. Uh, I would like I love Longview Basket Case and I didn't realize that was even like, you know, a punk band, pop punk, whatever, power pop, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I thought I was like, Whoa, one one band ever wrote songs I like. Right. And then there's probably like three years where I just listened to Dookie from like fourth grade to like seventh grade. Yeah. And then I heard like my sister showed me Blink Unity Two, like Dude Ranch, Animal of the State. And then from there, Less than Jake, No Effects, and then just like down the Fat Records, Epitaph, Rabbit Hole. Yeah, and then I realized that there's a million good bands, just as good as Green Day. Yeah, there's tons, absolutely. Yeah, I got so I got into punk, kind of the same as Joe, quite late. I, I was, I think I was like twenty, twenty one, um, and it was, uh, it was because um, I'd moved to Manchester to go to university, and I was studying music, and um, my best friend from when I was like thirteen years old was at the same uni as me, and he. Uh, was a trombone player and he was in a, this ska punk band with some some guys from Manchester called Grimace which later ended up turning into Sonic Boom 6 and um and then he was like oh you want to come and join the horn section so I ended up joining on sax and um got a very sort of an unbelievably fast education like I kind of had to do a lot of homework kind of thing <laughs> <Nice>. and um <laughs> you know just even to hang with these people even to talk to them you know what i mean yep. and um 
and I did that, and then I ended up kind of wiggling my way from sax to vocals and guitar, and then sort of, you know, that was that. But um, yeah, it was uh, before that for me, it was like, you know, I was just really into drum and bass, you know, and ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> that was college. Yeah, yeah, that, was college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was what I was about at that time. That's because there was this like boom of like all this punk rock, and so like everyone just like learned all these like bands that just like just came up, you yeah. know, like, and so it was like everyone was just learning everything at once, you know? Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. It was a boom. Like, everyone was, like, always just learning a new punk band. Like, you hear this guy? You hear this band? Yep, and then, like... Yeah, the third wave... Few of them made it. ...was pretty <laughs> much... It, it It was different the in, in was England. Crazy. It wasn't... The third wave of Scar... Yeah. ...was different in England than it was of, um... Like, in the U.S. in a way. It's because you it, left. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 it, it didn't necessarily sort of... I don't know. We had a lot of like more kind of ska core bands, like the just heavier ones, and like stuff. against authority bands like that. Yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of those types of bands. I don't know. We had sort of regular ska punk bands too. And my, all of my, all of my, so most of my knowledge on this is sort of ska punk related. You know, I'm a big punk rock fan too, but yeah. I, I was in a ska punk band for a really long time. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. All right. Well, I think now, now might be a good time to. Uh, Listen to a tune that you've written. How does that sound? Let's do it. Acapella? Who wrote it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it.
561 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Tequesta, and um, if you don't know where Tequesta is, it is literally just right on the top of Jupiter there. Um, if you're driving north out of Jupiter on US-1, you will see a little yellow building, and it's a biker bar. And um, it used to be um, run by this guy called Victor, and used to be called Judy's, and um, is notorious in the area for uh, being a, a fun, crazy, rowdy biker bar. These days, um, it's a little more chill, um, Burnsy does a great job with the food in there. My father-in-law took it over and um, revamped the place, and he's done a great job of it. Now, um, the village of Tequesta is um, really being um, a thorn in our side, and we're having problems with um, them not allowing us to do music at the moment. So if anyone knows anyone who can help us with that, um, please don't hesitate to get in touch because... Um, it is ridiculous um, because uh, we were never making an obnoxious amount of noise, so um, we would love some help in that regard. Um, I think we might still be going ahead with the jam, but the bike night on the second Thursday of every month isn't happening this month because um, otherwise we will be fined the kind of money that only very rich people can afford, so we can't <laughs> do that. Um, you know, there, there's some bars in Jupiter that can flout that kind of thing because they have, you know, it, they're independent wealthy that's not the case with us we are a local business and um just trying to uh keep it going and uh and and it's a real shame that we can't do the music at the moment that being said it's still a lot of fun you should head down there bring your bike it's right on the side of the road you can just pull up and um it's a great little stop off if you're you know doing a day ride on a you know on a weekend or something like that it's cool and um you know it's not just for bikers, of course, and anyone can go there. Food's great. The beer's great. Head on down to Handlebars Bar and Grill. Now, um, the other sponsor we have is Oasis Root Carver Bar. This is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. Jim, the guy who runs it, is a real cool guy, and uh, he is a big supporter of the podcast, and we can't thank him enough for sponsoring it. Um, he pretty much tells everyone who goes in there to uh to listen to the podcast and subscribe to it so he's got our back and he's a great guy so uh if uh you don't know anything about carver it's a polynesian root that you grind up and uh mix with water and it's uh it's just a way of kind of hanging out if you don't drink it's quite a fun thing you can go and do now um if if you do drink it's a fun thing you can go and do it, it's just a you know it's another kind of social thing that's available to you out there now um it's a relatively new concept in this country it's obviously been around for thousands of years in polynesia but um in this uh in this country is relatively new it's been around for i don't know probably 15 years something like that um there's a lot of ones down here that are almost like a club vibe but um oasis route is more like a cafe it has a nice sort of uh, polished wooden bar and um it's kind of bright and breezy in there and uh it's a little bit of a sort of social club social environment um yeah so if that uh, sounds interesting to you you should go and check out oasis route carver bar on indian town road all right um so uh, we were just listening to uh your song skimwalker could you tell us a little bit about it like what, what? What did you write the lyrics about? Uh, so, the Skinwalker is about uh, a woman, or well, a Skinwalker. Okay. You, you think she's a woman, but okay. So she, it's you go on a date with a a girl. Yeah. Woman, and 
you know, she seems all nice or whatever, and then she turns out to be a skinwalker, which is a Navajo term for this monster that will eat you. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> just, I'll leave it there. I can go deep with it, but just monster that'll eat you. That's what he told the skinwalker. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's at, like so. The whole song, you you just like, like, trying to like escape her grasp. Okay, gotcha. And you can't, and at the end, you're dead. So it's in the grand <laughs> tradition of, of dudes uh, oh, yeah. writing songs uh, about um, women that they've. Uh, uh, had difficult situations with. Yep. Gotcha. I will admit to having written a, a few of those myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I just tried to make it as like, for, like, I always wanted to write a song about a skinwalker too. Like, it's a cool title. The Navajo yeah. tribe stuff has always been interesting to me. So yeah, like, absolutely. That was my perfect opportunity. We're going to so. do an acoustic version about me called Daywalker. <laughs> Daywalker. <laughs> perfect. So um, you guys are um, in some other um, projects. Um, could you, uh, Joe, could you tell us a little bit about um, uh, Mercer and Masticator? Well, um, Mercer is a death metal band. We write all of our songs about horror movies. Right, cool. So we just got an infinite amounts yeah. of source material. Um, kind of digging we, that. We've been <laughs> yeah, yeah. Years. I mean, we got a show on the 25th. Yeah, cool. We're playing. Come check it out. Headlining it down at O'Malley's. Nice, man. Masticator, um, another death metal band. Masticator's been around for years and years in the scene. The, the singer, Mike, he started Masticator when he was like 15. Yeah. So it's been around for like 17, 18 years now. I don't know how old the guy is, but it's been around forever. We had his uh, fiance, uh, uh, Morgan on here. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, she came and did the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know Mike super well, but um, you know, what with social media being what it is, I almost feel like I do. You know? Yeah, <laughs> they're getting married. Yeah, I know. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, yeah. Congrats if you see this, guys. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> She's in another band now. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah Can you remember what they called? She's killing it, man. She's I don't. But it was a, it was emasculator. All, emasculator. Yeah. It was an all-female band. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect name. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty they're awesome. Gonna, they're going to be famous. Yeah. Be I'd famous. say that's a... Uh, I heard a little sample of their, their track. Good it's stuff, amazing. huh? <laughs> it's brutal. There is zero fuck around. Oh, I'm okay. just excited because it's another band for us to get on the podcast. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Squeeze your way in there, bud. I can't. I'm not. <laughs> I, I mean, have you know, shave the beard. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. I that forgot about the. Doesn't stop over. people these days. So um, I do look good in a dress. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I can do. I'm sure. <laughs> I want to You see have it. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Mike Ravers quit. <laughs> <laughs> so I look so, better in a dress. <laughs> yeah, Andy, um, you're in a few projects too. Kid. Um, how long have you been playing with the Muggles? Um, three years now. Okay. And we just added some new members. Chris, the drummer of Sons of a Tradesman, he's amazing. Yeah, Steven neat. Spencer, who runs uh, Melody Avenue, also amazing. Cool. And we've been working on a new album for like pretty much since I joined the band. Okay. And we're going to record in August. Awesome. And it's going to be the most pirate, ridiculous, 
fucking amazing record anyone's ever heard. So oh, that's brilliant. Steven Spencer, man. Yeah, I, you guys are I, killing it. That guy does, uh, he does websites and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's like I was a at genius. A, I was at an art gallery for a couple of years, uh, Habitat Galleries, and he was, uh, he was uh, I guess, the guy that they had hired to create the website at one point, and he was the one maintaining it, and I... I mean, I you know I met the guy a couple of times while I was there. He would come in and he you know we'd work out on on some details on the project on the um, on the website and stuff like that. I had absolutely zero idea. Like I had no idea at all that the guy was musical or in a band or owned Melody Avenue or anything. Yeah, and he's then, a, he's a humble dude. Are we well, talking about Spence? Yeah, yeah, he's full yeah, of surprises. Oh I mean, it's I'm crazy. Not. And then fast forward a couple of years, you know, I'm no longer at the gallery. We're past you know we're past. Uh, uh, whatever uh covid and all that stuff and shutdowns and all that stuff and i i you know we're friends on facebook and i, I start seeing all these melody and I, I didn't realize i didn't realize it was the same yeah guy. right and then I, and then i finally put two and two together one day and i was like holy crap like this yeah. guy yeah it's so it, it's spence so is full of surprises yeah spence is the fucking man and uh dude. poor spence to his credit and i'm ben can relate to this because he played our it's probably like three or four months ago his first show with us and we all set up and then we both realized like he realized that he was next to me which is, you know, Ben is a great place to be on stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you don't mind fielding the odd kiss, it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's from Matt's side. Mine, mine's the finger in the ass. <laughs> so I'm, un um, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's why me and Joe are opposite sides of the street. This, this is where Joe's like, I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, mom. So, what's going on with uh, pop disasters? What's that about? Uh, so me and my buddies and uh, Spread the Dub and my twin brother and uh, Ryan Jacola from Root Hackers, which I'm also in with him, and I played with him my whole life too, just like my brother. We started doing a Blink cover band. We were just going to make it a one-off for fun, but then we were starting to get more shows. We did a Green Day Blink cover set last week at 3rd and 3rd. Yeah. We'll be at Propaganda Dude. doing a Green Day cover set July 23rd, and cool. then we'll also be doing the Barkback Benefit. Excellent. Nice. Yeah, Killbillies are doing that. Yeah. Bat Dude, well. feed, yeah. feed off that nostalgia wave that's oh, yeah. going on. <laughs> so, so you were talking earlier about like who you were, uh, you know, uh, Green Day, uh, Green Day Dookie and stuff like that was like your first, you know, definitely first, first uh, you know, punk thing and everything. How's it? How's it feel to to be playing that stuff now, but not because it's like I mean, it, it's still popular, obviously, but not because it's popular, but because it's nostalgic. It's seriously so <laughs> funny and like. Because now it's, like, basically, like, we're basically our dads in the 90s covering Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, you know? It's that, isn't it's, it? It's, it's yeah. literally that. that. It's not, we're not basically that. We're literally doing that. 100%. But it's, like, I don't know. Everyone is, uh... <laughs> I, I have a son that, uh, uh he's, he just graduated high school, and he's, he's, a, he's a hell of a drummer, and he's in a couple of bands now. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been, like... Dude, I mean, you know, you know, I was in with Justin in the uh, Nirvana tribute for a number of years, and so I, I with with Gavin, my son, I'm like constantly like, dude, we gotta start a Blink tribute, we gotta start a Blink tribute, <laughs> and that's You're exactly, in. yeah, it's exactly what it is, though, man. It's like know, it's, it's so me trying, to, it's me trying to like, you know, hang on to those last couple of you know, know. breaths of youth. <laughs> it's been nice though, because it's not like something we like. We should do this and try to do it. It just kind of happened. We're like, let's play a Blink show for that's fun. That's what I was gonna ask. Do you and guys then, like, have to practice. We we practiced for. We played the Blink show. We practiced twice. The Green Day. We just played twenty-two Green Day songs. We practiced twice. Oh, you just know them. I like. We've already. We already <laughs> so all know the songs. And then, like, of course, you go through and like, oh, there's little things here and there. But yeah, yeah. everyone loves those songs, so everyone already knows them. So it's effortless, and it's like just for like 100 even if you don't fun. know how to play them you know in your head how they go exactly at so least one you, of the yeah. three of us knows good, it so we're a like a good idea dude, what the yeah. next note is etc mm -hmm. exactly you know? i mean yeah. it's only 
max five chord songs, you know? There's a couple weird little bridges that surprise five me. Five chords, N- those N- are complicated. Dude, <laughs> it's three, four chords and another one. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Hunter, um, Hunter me- mentioned on some post that I put up about, because um, I'm going to be uh, writing um, some articles for magazine, and, and he, he, um, he wrote on there, oh, if you want to interview, um, like, the latest dad rock cover band and I, and I thought to my I thought to myself like oh god well, I guess it <laughs> I true. guess it is it, that it is dad rock it's so I'm weird sure. it's like yeah we've reached that point where the music we listen to is like classic rock my brother's literally <laughs> your dad and he's playing in the band so it's dad rock <laughs> so strange his daughter has a dance to a Aliens Exist by Blink so it's officially dad rock tell us a little bit about the rude hecklers um, Root Hackers, I play ukulele in that band. It's Ryan Cross and Spread the Dub, Ryan Jacola from many of bands, and um, Robert Ritchie, my friend from high school who are known forever. We're, I guess, I guess hiatus, unspoken hiatus. Okay. Like, let's practice, and then we don't practice, but gotcha. we'll maybe do some more stuff, hopefully. Yeah. And then I'm also in No Name Scott Band with you, as you know. Yeah, and we've got our show coming <coughs> up, haven't we? It's July 9th is our... Uh, it's our um, till we meet again. Farewell yeah. to Matt Krug. And yeah, Beach yeah. Show. We, we'll, we'll do other shows, but um, you know, for the time being, it's going to be our last show in a while for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say it right now on this show so that it's on record. There is no doubt in my mind that if Matt's going to Vegas, that you guys are playing a show in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm sure like it'll be that, like it's that'll all, probably be a real last show. It's probably die I, afterwards. And Matt I'm not even gonna out. say it's like it'll be like at some point in time. It'll happen sooner than you think. Yeah, There's no yeah, doubt yeah. in my mind that I'm gonna but get Yeah, it'll be somewhere in Vegas. In the I'm meantime, I've been teaching the new owner of Propaganda, Franco, great guy. He's been learning the songs. We're gonna put the ski mask back on. Say it's Matt. We're good to go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's Matt. Yeah, it's a weird thought of that band without Matt. I can't imagine it, to be honest. Oh, it, never. It, it, you know, yeah, if you yeah. wear the ski mask, that is, you, know, you could pull that off. <laughs> Dude, that was his initial idea. He's like, that way, wear the mask, Andy. Well, so when we kick you out, nobody notices. I'm like, nobody noticed? Like, people think I'm Rocky still. We're like twinsies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a real, like, treat being able to play all these shows with you over the last, you know, few years. And, um... Hopefully there'll be a few more in the future. You know, we're just Dude, gonna have to see. I've only played man. like a very like a handful of shows with you, man, and it's been it's kid. Dude, he's fucking amazing. Yeah, he's good. Right lad. when we brought him on, it hey, was so yes. easily like, right, Joe? Like, like right when I he came him. on, it <laughs> he's like fluidly went back, went in like replaced. <laughs> not that we wanted to replace Rivers, but it, he went on his own path. But you know what I mean, right? It just went yes. so Joe's easily. Like, like, Joe's yes. just hanging it out to drive at. Yeah. He's staring at you like, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't wait to see the video. Uh, I have like no this. idea. No, I don't like him at all, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Andy, we love you. Yeah, this so, thing, I, on the subject of band members, I think it's important to um, acknowledge uh, the people that aren't here. And uh, who are they and what do they do? Uh, Johnny Honeycutt plays bass. Yeah. He's also the our our sound guy. He's the one that's recorded our whole album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's um, an awesome he's backup also, singer. Awesome bass player. Gotcha. He's yeah. also a Mercer with me. And then the drummer's Brett. Brett Ackling. He's in Yeah. He's the one that started this whole thing. Yeah. He's the one who writes the best guitar lines. <laughs> can we cut this? <laughs> cut that part out. He can never see that. Right. I got to say, when they first started, uh, I was in a band called The Clockouts before um, 
before Straight Jacket, and then Brett called me like a year after Clockouts broke up. He's like, I started a new punk band. Do you want to be in it? And I was like, oh, I just I want to, but I don't want to be like unreliable and too busy, so no. And then a year later, I saw them, and then immediately I was like, dude, if anybody ever quits. <laughs> and then three weeks later, bam. Yeah, yeah, Mike quit. Mike Rivers' breaks, breaks got cut. I don't know what happened, though. Breaks got <laughs> You did threaten my life at the first show. <laughs> like, yeah, man, nice to meet you. Be careful driving home. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So um, what have you guys got coming up? What's, the, what's it in the future for, uh, for Straight Jacket? We're playing with Wilhelm Scream and uh, Brendan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms. Excellent. July 1st. That's been awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it is. I'm Uh, super stoked. Brendan Kelly, Lawrence Arms. That's going to be my birthday show. My birthday's the 7th. Excellent. My birthday's in September. Can that be my birthday show? You're such a. Your birthday show. The moment has passed. (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't pass yet. Your birthday show is uh, July 9th at Propaganda, the No Name Show. Yeah, there you go. I'll take take that one. I'll give you my ski (laughs) ski mask that has been in Justin's drum case for three years. (laughs) (laughs) My birthday's September 11th. What do you guys want to do? Shit. You know that is Rocky Rocky's birthday. Is it really? Yeah, the Rocky Rocker's birthday is actually September 11th. Nice. And um, oh, he gets mentioned on every single one of these somehow, some way, and here he is being mentioned again. There you go. Dude, yeah. To his credit. Yeah, he absolutely. Should be. Yeah, all yeah, he had to do was have the same birthday as me. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we almost got away with not, not mentioning him. But huh? uh, no, he came up <laughs> before because. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm yeah, usually yeah, thinking yeah. about him, especially when I'm playing no name shows and he's there. I'm like, Rocky. He knows that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You know what we doing. had. Uh, I know. We had Tyler uh, Tyler Cohen Sanchez here a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, <laughs> he brought Rocky with Jeez. him, and he, he, the whole the whole spiel was that. Uh, he said that everybody mentions Rocky, but nobody has actually brought him. So he brought Rocky with him, and Rocky was in, back in the in the control booth. <laughs> yeah. And about halfway through the show, he just walked in, sat on the amp back there, didn't say a word, ate a sandwich, and then walked back out again. <laughs> <laughs> People have only listened to like, is that him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unicorn. And they've started their own podcast. So if anyone wants to hear Rocky um, talking at length about things, I think it's called the Divorced Goblins Club or something like that. Oh, I watched the first one. Yeah, With yeah, him and yeah. Uh, Tyler, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. It was yeah. good. It was funny. Tyler and someone else, and right? Alex. Alex Mandela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also um, the the Shake cast, which is great. Shake cast is fantastic. If yeah. you got, and actually, the Shake cast, uh, those guys are doing a show. I want to say it's this weekend. Right. I'd have to double check that. I want to say it's this weekend. Prosperity Brewing. Prosperity Brewing. You're absolutely right. They're doing their Shakecast podcast live right before their show. Yeah, cool. Bar. Yeah. So yeah, if you're uh, yeah. if you're out and about this weekend, that would be. Le- let's not forget to, to shout out uh, um, Paul Robertson and uh, Drums and Rums. He Rums. he just hit his hundredth episode, so congratulations to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, Jams and Cocktails is taking a little break right now. Oh, it is? Uh, yeah, okay. well, they just finished their season out, uh, I think, last week or the week before. Okay. So they're taking a little, just a little break, regroup, cool. regroup and come up with some new shenanigans for everyone. And I know <laughs> there's another podcast that gets recorded here called My Rum Diaries. There's quite a lot of podcasts these days. I mean, that's uh, an understatement, but, uh, you know, they're mm-hmm. out there. Is there anywhere to find your guys' first 560 podcasts? <laughs> We're keeping those for the Patreon. <laughs> 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 So, For uh, a mere one million dollars, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Is that the diamond tier? <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got coming up this weekend? We nothing. Have, I'm not here. Oh yeah, you aren't here, right? Yeah, you and James. So, have so James and I are playing at Propaganda. Um, I think we're going to be on around sort of eleven ish. 
Um, it's a show. I'll tell you who's playing that real quick when I find it on my phone. Um, That's Friday night. Uh, that is yeah. indeed Friday night, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, and it is... Give me one second and I will tell you. <laughs> um, it, is you. the internet... Yes, here we go. So we've got um, Freak Albatross, The Longest Hall, uh, Dial Drive, and Killbillies yeah. as a duo. As, uh, as a duo. Yeah, they waited until I went out of town to play propaganda. Yeah. See <laughs> you see how that works? <laughs> if you need a fill-in. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's looking bro. for, hey, for work, cold. man. Yeah, <laughs> Check your brakes. That's what River said. <laughs> He's like, you're leaving your base. Not take your base with you, right? <laughs> no, I use Justin's. I <laughs> then um, on Saturday, we have the square grouper from three to six. And then I'm playing solo at Island Root Carver Bar in Stewart. And then, yeah, that's it. That's, that's that, Sunday? That's, yeah, um, that's on Saturday. Saturday. Uh, from 9 to uh, midnight. Gotcha. Yeah, 3 to 6, square grouper, 9 to midnight um, in Stewart at Island Root. Um, yeah, so th that's everything that's happening for us this weekend. And yeah. uh, you got anything else you want to shout out before we close this up? You got any idea of roughly when this album's coming out? Well, the album's coming out pretty soon, if that's a good enough time frame for you guys. Sure. It's good enough for us. Fair enough. Instruments are done. We're doing vocals now. Cool. Yeah, it's all up to me. So, Excellent. Anyways, we're Wilhelm Scream, Killed by Florida. We love you guys. We love all the bands that we've played with before. We love these guys for having us on. And come come check us out. And... Buy our fucking at? album. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm We're looking over there. There's yeah. a TV. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking yeah. Rocky. <laughs> I had no idea what. Look at. All right. There's All right, a camera over there. <laughs> Thank camera you so there. much for coming <laughs> on. You guys camera have been here. charming and gentlemen, and uh, and. I love you all. And I we love you too, man. Thank we'll you guys so much for doing this. Oh, yeah, it's man. our yeah, pleasure. Real, dude. Yeah. It's been a fucking blessing. It's the first time I'm doing this. So. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Good right. experience. Yeah, wicked. All yeah, right. Anybody, well, anybody listening or watching, uh, make sure you uh, like us on uh, YouTube, subscribe, or like us on Facebook, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. Um, it's uh, 561, 561Music podcast yeah yep okay so yeah. 561 music podcast on, on instagram uh 561 yeah. music podcast on youtube channel yeah um like subscribe follow all that kind of stuff um yes you know. please and uh, and as and take a page out of the shake cast send us money <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a we're, we're not sure where we it's coming from but there's a little bit of a weird hum going on if you made it this far in the episode sorry about the weird hum Anyway, <laughs> peace out. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. All Thank right. you. Cheers. Check it out. It's what we're all about.